You hear all the bull about diet and exercise. Carbs are evil. Do more cardio. Never eat bread or cookies again. Just do a juice cleanse. We get it. We fell for all of the BS too. It's time to go right to the source with the truth about how to live a healthy, sustainable lifestyle. I am Liz. And I'm Becca. We are your nutrition educators and this is The Food Code. It's Friday, yeah. <laughs> Saturday, <laughs> Sunday, what? <laughs> oh my God. So Liz sent me a um, funny video on TikTok of this girl that was like cleaning the house, dancing to ghetto rap music. And so I was like, I want to recreate this. So I've been, that night I spent, Nick was downstairs with Carson in the bounce house and I had Taylor and I spent like 30 minutes literally just listening to old songs that I missed from like college days where we were listening to them at the club. <laughs> so much fun. <laughs> I wish that I could go back and be a fly on the wall of myself in college. Seriously. I mean, it was so much fun. I, I, I do miss those days in some ways, and a lot of days I definitely don't. Um, yes, but I have been... So I've been doing um, EMOMs as my conditioning mm-hmm. at the end, and so I went on Spotify and found an EMOM list, and they have some of the best mixes because you go like two yeah. minutes, one song, two minutes, another song. Really, really good, but... Um, yeah, I'm excited to see you remake this reel. Beck and I send each other reels probably all the time that I'm like, oh, we're going to remake this. And just a funny story because I was not super nice when we were filming today. So we're st- standing in the basement and I am like on a roll. The video is going great. And all of a sudden my husband is like swaying back and forth laughing, totally distracting. I had to stop and I was like, can you please stop? Stop mm-hmm. doing that because you're distracting me from, I'm trying to talk about blood sugar and like all these serious things for one of our courses. And he's just watching TikTok videos. So when Nick had COVID and he had to quarantine, he got really into TikTok, which I very much so regret. And now he like scrolls TikTok all the time. And he, I told you, he downloaded that one song that it, it's this, it's like the sound from Lion King, but it's this guy that does this, this voiceover of, it says, I'm going to check my social media and see who loves me <laughs> and he plays it every time i look at my phone <laughs> oh my god i hate that you found tiktok <laughs> you know what so i set up a tiktok account i think i posted like four videos on it it is actually kind of addicting because you oh, just start yeah. scrolling and then i've been really into look up the hashtag when the kids go to sleep there is one that i want to recreate with art and myself <laughs> they are in the kitchen it says like the kids have gone to bed and now you have the munchies and the woman is operating the microwave and this is totally art he's always on me about the microwave in the morning when marcus is still sleeping and the coffee maker but listen it's five thirty in the morning i want coffee and i need to have you know my snack before i get ready to go to the gym but the guy is like eating a bag of chips and then he's like shh you're gonna wake up the kids and she's like programming the microwave so it's very easy to scroll and just oh my get gosh yeah hooked into him oh yeah it's i mean it's entertaining i just i get nothing done then right okay anyways friday guys it's friday fire time we have a good one today mm-hmm. around stop bending the rules like this is something that I said it on Wednesday's podcast. The way you do one thing is the way you do everything in life. And I will hold by that. Yeah. Except my cleaning abilities. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay, listen. The, the concept <laughs> of the way that you do one thing is how you do everything relates more to the people at LA Fitness or Esporta Fitness now who clean their weights and then they leave their towel on the floor. That is not okay. That is not being a good human. What you need mm-hmm. to do is put the garbage or put the towel in the garbage can. Yes. Just like all these people with their mask on the trails. If you're going to wear a mask, keep it on your face or put it in your pocket. It does not belong on the no. ground. No, I think here's what I'll say. I love my husband. He has extremely high standards of cleaning. And I think that's the problem. I would never like, I would never he literally follows me around the kitchen and cleans up after me as I'm like still using things like he took, he, he's very onto it lately. I have a paper towel problem where every time I wash my hands, I use, I rip off a paper towel or like I use a lot of paper towels and then I leave them on the counter <laughs> until I eventually clean them up at the end of like that meal I'm making. But last night I was still using the wet paper towel next to me cause I was dealing with chicken and he took it to go throw it away. I was like, I'm still using that. And he's like, Becca, there's three used paper towels on the counter right now. Like, this is a problem. So I think maybe I just have like extremely high standards. I told him, I was like, I feel like I have PTSD of you. I also, cleaning. you need to tell him I have PTSD because every time I cook now, I literally think about the podcast episode that we did talking about Nick and the paper towels because I probably use 20 paper towels every I know, time I cook. It's really bad. It's re- I could probably save a lot of money on paper towels. It's so weird, the little things in life that you pick up on, and then every time you're doing something, mm-hmm. you think of like you that person, it. or you think what they would say, or whatever. But anyways, the concept today is how you do <laughs> one thing, is how you do everything. And so here's one thing that I wanted to just kind of say before we dive into this podcast. We have some amazing friends in the fitness industry. If you don't follow their podcast, we can link them out below. But um, Brad Jensen, Cody McBroom, the Mind Pump guys, we love all of those um, individuals. And if you listen to a lot of our podcast, Sam Miller Science, he's really great too. Mike Milner, love Christy Campbell, mm-hmm. right? If you listen to some of these podcasts and you listen to our podcast and you start to kind of rotate and cycle through them, what you're hearing is a lot of similarities between the messaging and the things that we are sharing. We just say them all in a little bit different ways. And that is because, you guys, the rules are pretty darn simple. The reason, though, that we do not adhere to them is because we think that there is some other magic pill. We think that there is some magic potion or CBD oil or lavender cream or whatever, all of these things. Or thing we haven't figured out yet. Mm-hmm. I think that's a lot of people too. Like they, they're like, well, I, maybe I need that hormone testing because maybe there's something wrong with my hormones that's limiting me from losing weight. But you're still going out on the weekends and drinking with your girlfriends and ordering in pizza every weekend. And like, you guys, there are still things that you could be doing probably that have nothing to do with the hormone balance that you're dealing with. Yeah. Or they will hop coach to coach. Oh yeah. Thinking that, oh, my macros just need to be adjusted or, oh, it's, you know, the coach's problem that I'm not adhering or whatever. Listen, Becca and I used to hop coach to coach. Mm -hmm. We know exactly what that is like because, well, the results weren't fast enough. I wasn't happy with half a pound to a pound a week. I didn't give it 60 to 90 days being relentless with my adherence. And so it's got to be an issue with the coach or they just didn't know Mm -hmm. what they were doing. Or maybe I need to go through a really restrictive protocol and do restrict more than I already am, even though I can't adhere to what I've already you know, signed up for. And so at the end of the day, take a hard look and, and evaluate some of these things that we're going to talk about today, because this boils down to a very few simple things. And no matter who you work with, 
you're going to have to be consistent and you're going to have to adhere. And the reason why we focus so much with our clients on educating them is because we believe education drives compliance. I need to understand the whys behind what I'm being Mm -hmm. asked to do. I need to understand, and we have a lot of conversations with our clients about like, what's the long-term vision here? What do we have coming up? How are we going to plan your cycles with your calorie deficit, with your strength gaining phase, depending upon what the individual's goal goals are, right? We have to be intentional and lay that plan out for them, but we also cannot be successful if we do not see that that person is being consistent and adhering to the plan consistently. And so we also focus for us. I mean, we dive further into being and balance, balancing your lifestyle, balancing all of the demands and all of the hats that you wear, being, being that relationship with yourself, your relationship with food, how you think about yourself, how you talk to yourself, because all of those things matter. And some of them matter far more even than just that macronutrient recommendation that you've been given. So I wanted to caveat before we dive into today's episode, like you don't, it's not just Liz and Becca on the food code. There are many other phenomenal coaches in the industry. And if you listen to some of the things that they say, it's not too far off from what we talk about because mm-hmm. it all boils down to a view things that I wouldn't even say are simple, but are effective and that have to be in place if we want to see progress. Yeah. I'd say they're simple. They're not always easy. Right. They are at like, you guys, it is likely if you are already entering a program with like, well, I don't want to give this up or I need to put the, like, this is going to be really hard for me because you've already lost the program. Like if you are already making justifications around reasons why you're not going to be able to do something or you're not having an open mind around things, then you are likely not going to be very successful in that program. Because at the end of the day, for 99% of the population, like Liz was saying, it's about being consistent, get enough sleep, drink water, eat enough food, the right types of food, strength train. Like if you are looking to optimize your body and your metabolic function, that's what it is. Those are the things that you do. But we always want to cut corners. We always want to make it easier for us. We want to make it molded to fit us. And to an extent, I agree. It should be about your personal preferences because you aren't going to sustain something that isn't about your personal preferences. But in the same breath, if you are not seeing progress, you need to make changes to things. Like Obviously, you aren't seeing progress because what you're currently doing with your habits and routines is not effective. And so there needs to be change there. And it's always questions like, well, does coffee count as water? If I need to have 100 ounces of water today, can I put in crystal light packets into my water? Why don't you just drink regular water? Like tea counts as water. I think the water that you put in protein shakes counts as water. But we can't like if you can't even tolerate regular water, we're trying to bend the rules then. Like figure out how to drink regular water because it's regular water that we want you to consume. If you only have 10 pound dumbbells at home, well, does that count enough as strength training if I should be strength training? In my opinion, no, unless you literally have never lifted a weight in your life before. If all you're using is 10 pound dumbbells or 15 pound dumbbells and that's what you've been using for the past year, we could maintain there. We're not going to see much progress there. Like if you're supposed to lift heavy and your percentages for the programming that day are like 80% or 90% or max out, but you get scared and so you don't do it or you're afraid of hurting yourself or you're you know just not feeling it that day so you don't push very hard. You guys, these are all corners that we cut that end up accumulating over time. Those little things that you don't think matter end up adding up. We cannot always just bend the rules and expect the same results. The rules are the rules for a reason because the rules work. And so if we aren't actually applying the rules and we're trying to make it always fit, we're probably not going to see the results that we want to see. 
Yep, I couldn't agree more. And this is kind of where we look at if it fits your macros. This is something that Beck and I do not agree with. Listen to Alan Aragon. He talks about this. The, if it fits your macros was totally taken out of context, right? They would give intake levels to people and people would say, well, if I'm going to go into a cut, can I have potatoes? Can I have white rice? Well, if I can have potatoes, then can I have bread, right? <laughs> then if I can have bread, can I have ice cream? Like if it fits my calories, if it fits my protein, my carbs, and my fats, can I consume these things? And sure, in the short term, like the answer can be yes. But in the long term, if you want to have optimal health, healthy hormones, good digestion, good energy levels, good sleep, and support your strength gains, then the answer is no. Because it's everything in life comes back to one ingredient, whole foods. There's so much shit in the food that we consume processed foods, going out to eat, the artificial ingredients, the preservatives, the known carcinogens that are still allowed to be in our food products today, right? And so for a lot of people, they don't understand these things. This is what we teach in our programs, right? We talk a lot about essential fatty acids and why we should be minimizing the oils in restaurants and fried foods and even with some of the packaged foods that we buy, like the sweet potato fries. Like I have not yet found a brand that doesn't have shitty oils in it. So I've actually started now switching off and making more sweet potato fries at home. Are they as good? No. Is it more (laughs) annoying? Yes. But at the end of the day, I've made a decision like I feel better when I don't consume these shitty hydrogen industrialized oils. And it matters for my health. It matters for my inflammation. It matters for my gut health and how I feel. And so there's a lot of things that yes, we can look at and they're convenient. And yes, if, if it fits my macros, I-I-F-Y-M, whatever. You can follow those things. But if you really want to optimize your health and you really want to optimize the results that you are getting from foods, stop trying to bend the rules. Like Becca said with the water, can I add crystal light? Sure. If you want to drink a bunch of aspartame, that's also a known carcinogen because it causes cancer. Do that. I can't stop you from doing those things. Yeah. Do I often have sugar-free vanilla in my Starbucks order? Yeah, I do. But at the same time, I also look at every other area of my life and say, well, how can I minimize these things? I'm not using some of the products that I used to do because I'm smarter now. We're continuing to be smarter and hearing more about this, I think, in the mass media, or not the mass media, but in our industry anyway, from the people that we follow, about the detriment of these things. Look at the kids. We've talked about this with childhood obesity, right? We're hoping that more and more kids, dietitians, and doctors rise up and speak out against these things. I've been following a couple of really, really good Instagram accounts for kids, and I appreciate all of the content they're putting out, talking and showing all of these different um, preservatives that are in our kids' products. Mm -hmm. It's such a struggle too, because those foods are so addicting for Mm -hmm. children. And anyone knows a stubborn toddler ain't going to eat shit if you don't give yep. them what they want. Like my kid will go to bed hungry versus eat the foods that I'm trying to get him to eat some nights. And so it is so hard. Like you want your kid to eat, but mm-hmm. if they get used to those foods, then that's all they, they want to eat. Right. And that's all that they ask for as well, mm-hmm. you know? And so anyways, I totally went on a different tangent there that I was uh, meaning to go on, but ask yourself, like, what do I really want? Mm-hmm. Are my goals worth me just buckling down and doing the work? There can be questions out of curiosity. For sure. At the, at the end of the day, guys, like you can't keep trying to fit a mold to yourself that you've been trying to fit and it's just not working, mm-hmm. right? Like you don't put um, what the, the round peg in the square hole. Well, vice versa. You don't put the square peg in the round <laughs> hole, right? Um, and so you have to stop trying to do that because it's not working. What you've been doing is not working and you mm-hmm. need to take care of your relationship with food. You need to educate yourself on quality food, what that looks like, what it means for you, what your body tolerates best. Mm-hmm. You need to take care of the bullshit in between your ears. Yeah 
right? The this mental is, barriers. I, you know, it makes me think about, we just signed up another client last week and I remember our initial call with her. She said, I knew when I signed up with you guys, I was going to listen to everything that you asked me to do and I was going to apply it. And I was like, you will be successful then. Mm-hmm. It is, I, like I said earlier, it is, if you are going into a program and you're, before you even start the program, already justifying in your mind what's not going to work for you, what you're not going to do because it's too hard or it's not, you know, too much effort or it doesn't fit to your lifestyle right now, like, you're probably not going to be very successful, guys. If you, one of the biggest things, I don't want to weigh and measure my food because that makes me feel like it's obsessive about food. Okay, you're probably limiting your potential then with what you're going to be able to attain. Because most people, if you've never weighed and measured your food before and don't understand portion control, it's really freaking hard to do just eyeballing things. And so if you're not seeing progress, well, I don't really know what to tell you because I don't know how many calories you're eating if you're just eyeballing things because you don't want to weigh and measure and track your food. It is a means to an end, guys. We do these things to do it short term, to accomplish a goal that we have so that we can maintain a healthy lifestyle long term. But it's this interim short term time frame where you have to buckle down, like you have to put in the effort and really try to adhere 100% or as close to 100% as you can to see the results that you want to see. It's just like... A lot of people are like, is there a way to lose weight without weighing and tracking my food? Well, yeah, for some people, I think that there is. But unfortunately, most of the people that are struggling to lose weight probably have done so much metabolic damage to their body and they're so adapted that they have to go through a phase where they are weighing and measuring their food to make sure they're eating enough again and then figuring out where their new calorie deficit needs to be because they've come to a place where their body has just adapted. And so we have to be specific with things. We have to be as adherent with things as possible. And It's really not that complicated. But the problem is people make it complicated because they don't want to do the hard work. Drink the water, weigh and measure your food, meal prep your food, pick the healthy options when you go out to eat, exercise when you say you're going to. It's not that complicated. We make it complicated because we're trying to work around the hard work. Oh, well, you know, I don't want to wake up that early. Maybe just a 30 minute workout or a 20 minute workout's enough versus the 45 minute workout I'm supposed to do. And I did that every day this week because I was tired. Or, you know, it was a stressful week. So I just, I didn't track my food at all because it was just, I had a lot going on. You guys, if these things are happening consistently in your life, there's your reason. There's your reason why you're not seeing the progress that you want to see because you keep letting every little thing become a justification for why you can't. And that is the mindset that you're going to live in. It is a learned behavior. You justifying why you can't do something is a learned behavior that you become habitual around. You literally start doing it all the time with things. Pay attention to your life. Pay attention to the mindset you have, the thoughts that you have. It starts to become routine. What you think happens over and over again. I think it was something like 80% of our thoughts are literally subconscious on a day-to-day mm-hmm. basis. Like You don't even... They, they happen consistently every day. Like the way that you think about things. It's insane. Yeah. And this is why it is so hard to retrain your brain, mm-hmm. to retrain yourself, to look at the things that you can do. And so this is what I would challenge you guys today with is if you've been in a place where you keep saying like life got in the way, it's been busy, the week got away from me, I can't, or I'm tired, or all of these things that have been holding you back, you need to start becoming a solution seeker and start making changes in a way that you can overcome these things. Maybe it is not perfect, but it can be better than what it is now. There's always room for improvement. Okay. And so this is where I would look at somebody who says, you know, I don't want to weigh and measure my food. It gets really, really overwhelming for me. Okay. That's totally fine. But what you need to do then is make a plan and 
you know, have a plan laid out for the week for your food. How are you going to hit your protein goals? If you did like, maybe just track your protein then, right? There's a lot of other things that you can do. But at the end of the day, if you don't have a plan in place and you're not going to grocery shopping and you're not getting the right foods in the house and you're not cooking those things to be able to consume them, it doesn't matter if you track your food or not because you're still not going to see progress. And so start there. Start by making a meal plan for next week. Start by prepping some of those foods. Then we can start to track your protein. Then maybe you start tracking all of your intake if you felt like you needed to ease your way into it. But then you have to under, also understand if you're bending the rules this way and you're easing your way into these things, you're also going to ease your way into results. And we understand not, you know, it's not easy for everybody. You are going to have to make sacrifices in order to get these things done. Becca and I wear so many hats. And the one thing that I could say, if you know, we want to start to wrap this up is you just learn that you are worth it. And it, there's no negotiating. You just mm-hmm. pivot, you just get it done. But that's all I can tell you is like, you know, I look at my workout schedule and I'm thinking, okay, we sold Arch truck um, this past month. And so I'm looking at Marcus's schedule. I'm looking at Art's schedule. I'm looking at my schedule. How are we, how is he going to get to the gym? How am I going to get to the gym? How are we going to get Marcus to school? And we both come together to figure it out so that we can each get our movement in for that day. Sometimes it's, you know, that we go together. Sometimes that he goes at 5 a.m. And then I go at 6.15. It It's just one of those things that we look ahead at and we plan for. And this is where I think most people go wrong is they just think tomorrow that motivation at 5.30 a.m. is going to come. Sister, I am here to tell you there is no motivation at 5.30 a.m. when it's freezing cold outside. But if you're planning for it and that's the only time that you can get it done, then it becomes what you do because Mm -hmm. this is who you are. You are a strong person who can do hard things. And you have to start believing that for yourself and stop trying to bend the rolls and stop trying to put the square peg in the the round peg. It's just, it's never going to work. And so what you have to do is you have to figure out what fits your lifestyle. What is realistic for you right now? What are you going to get behind? And what are you going to follow through with? Because if we cannot get behind ourselves and be fully bought in and fully invested in these things, it doesn't matter if you had the best coach in the world, the best doctor in the world, the best cheerleader in the world behind you. You have to be that person for yourself at certain points in time because your coach can't be with you 24-7. That cheerleader can't be calling you at 529 in the morning, right? You've got to get behind yourself and believe in yourself and commit to becoming this person if you want to see change. Thank you for listening to The Food Code. If this episode resonated with you, please share, rate, and review as this helps us reach others around the world. With that, thank you for listening. We'll be back soon. Love you guys.